Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 159 of No Meat Athlete Radio. I'm Matt Frazier with Doug Hay, and it's a beautiful end of summer day. Doug. I know. That it's, like, it's like the world knew, the universe knew that summer was over, the temperatures are cooler. It's awesome. It's I think you were going to say the world knew that we were recording a back-to-school episode. Oh. <laughs> no, but it definitely feels like it. You know, you can feel the back-to-school energy You in definitely can, especially because you won't hear any kids running around in the background today because my daughter started preschool today. Congratulations. Went back, to, went back to first grade last week, so we're back in the swing of school. Yeah. Which is why today we're talking about college because a lot of kids are back to college. I guess, or or off to college, right, for the first time. I, I, you know, I was in Charleston this past weekend. I don't know if you knew that or not. Uh, we were did not. We we went to Folly Beach, right outside Charleston, for a couple nights to celebrate our anniversary, mm-hmm. and um, we hung out in Charleston for a little bit, where the University of Charleston is. Nice. And all the kids were back. You could tell that they were like just back, getting you know the freshmen were in herds, kind of <laughs> traveling together down the. Down the streets, you just knew that you knew everyone was excited. Yeah, that I I that feeling is one I miss a lot of, of like getting to a new dorm room. You're putting your stuff out. You got your new bed there. Lots maybe of, a roommate. A lot of activity. Yeah, it's, lots of excitement and nervous energy. Yeah, that that is a fun time. So anyone listening to this who is in that time right now, you should enjoy it because you know I hate to sound like an old man, but it doesn't last forever. So <laughs> to, you know, and and that's one of the things I'll mention today is that it. it it, it goes fast and, and doesn't last forever. So don't waste it, basically. Enjoy it. Yeah. So today we're talking about some things that we hope will help you, uh, you know, maybe enjoy it more, but also maybe just get more out of it. Uh, this is our, this is our, probably, I guess the things we wish we knew when we were in college, right? Yeah. Things, things that, that really probably if someone had told me, I would have ignored. Yes. But... Things looking back on it, things that I wish I, I understood and knew and could appreciate back then. Yeah, and I think I think that's the crucial point. Is that is it? As I was like I was saying, like, do I wish that I knew about plant based diets then? Like, and yes, I kind of do. But even if I did, I wouldn't listen to it. You know, I, right. I wouldn't have cared. I just yeah. would have wasn't ready to to do that. Right. Even if you told me that it was perfectly healthy and probably way more healthy to eat. A fully plant-based diet that you don't need to add ground beef to your pasta dish to make it good. You could just use a nice whole grain pasta, a nice fresh tomato. Sauce. I mean, not not like you're making fresh tomato sauce at, at college, but <laughs> but you could have a nice meal. It doesn't have to have meat in it, and and the whole protein thing is just is just a big scam, right? Yeah, total I mean, scam. so you could have told me that, and I could have believed you and understood, but I would have said. I know, but the ground beef tastes really good when I add it to the sauce, so I'm right. going to do that. You know, so like, I'm not going to say that I wish I knew about a plant-based diet thing, because I don't think I would have even listened. Yeah. But but I do hope that someone listening to this, first of all, if you're listening to this, then you're light years ahead of where I was in college, <laughs> in, in terms of just being worldly and, and, you know, being open to different ideas. Uh, but anyway, I, I hope we're successful in, in for whatever reason, maybe maybe someone younger can, can relate to us because we're like not quite old men yet, but but also wise. <laughs> you know, we're not we're I not... think we probably lose a lot of a lot of college age students when we start making jokes about things like salute your shorts and uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um So anyway, who knows if we'll be successful or not. But anyway, these are the mistakes that we made in college, or at least the things we wish we knew when we were in college. Uh, not just about food, but we're going to talk about exercise and uh, and life in general, right? Just yeah. just good, good old fashioned advice about making the best of your college years. <laughs> Which I think, uh, even if you're not in college right now, hopefully you can look back on your college days throughout this episode, and uh, maybe maybe have kids that are getting it of that age. Yes, and, right. Yeah. All right. So when you hear the funniest thing, I think that the dumbest thing I did in college, as far as nutrition goes. I thought when I, so I didn't know anything about nutrition or exercise. I was just, I got this book at this body for life program Yep. because I was motivated to get in shape for just, just to look good. Wanted to, wanted to, you know, look good for a potential future girlfriend and got this book, started exercising, started actually caring about what I was eating, made sure I got like a complex carbohydrate, the protein and some small amount of healthy fat, started drinking water, gave up soda as a new year's resolution. First, like actual health change I made was that. And that was a, Big Were you drinking a lot of soda? Yeah, it was like every lunch and dinner at college. You go mm-hmm. go in the in the yeah. dining hall and fill up a coke in the fountain, right? I mean, yeah, that's what you much, do, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so that was a big change. But anyway, for the whole first semester I was doing this, when he said to eat brown rice, I thought fried rice was the brown rice. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so for the entire spring semester, I don't know when I finally figured it out, but it wasn't that first semester. I just kept asking for the fried rice at the at the Chinese place because I thought that was the healthiest. The healthier thing. option. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how little I knew about it. I was, just didn't know anything about healthy eating. Oh my god, I love that. That is <laughs> that's so funny. You probably like sitting there, you know, just like scarfing down. Oh, the I thought, was, rice yeah, yeah. Like, I thought it was so healthy. I was talking. I mean, our, my friends and I would sit around the table talking about how we were fueling the fueling the machine. Oh my working god, on, and amazing. I was just scarfing down greasy fried rice. <laughs> so that was that's the first thing I wish I knew. Fried rice not equal to brown rice. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think that like there's just. You, for me anyway i used to think that i could do such small things and that they would make a big difference or or be so inconsistent with them like going to the gym right every every you know you have access to a gym when you're a college student and it's typically a nice gym at least Irish was yeah. was pretty nice and most of them are uh, with all kinds of good equipment and you know me and my buddies in college dorm you know dorm mates would go to you know have like big gym days right but we would only go maybe once every 10 days or once a week or something i I was never one of those guys that was in there all the time and i would go and then i would drink a big protein shake and i would be like oh man i am like i can feel my muscles just (laughs) growing right now (laughs) like like this is how i'm gonna get buff you know this is how i'm gonna look good is to go to the gym once a week and drink a big protein shake and think that and think that that would work for me right yeah, and protein shakes were another one that I was thinking of as a as one of the major things that I got wrong when it came to food. Like, I know I mentioned the protein issue and like thinking that it, that it's just it's so overblown this idea that you can't have a meal without the protein in it mm-hmm. and that be a healthy meal. But I spent a ton of money on stupid Myoplex shakes and like would eat that and and I thought that was the healthiest food I could eat. I remember I got one time I, I ran out of those. They were too expensive or something so I didn't reorder them. Went to GNC and got something that I don't know the name of it, but like the description of it, the subtitle of it said bioengineered food. And I was like, this is awesome. This is going to be like Rocky 4 or whatever where I'm Drago and all I do is I'm like have this team of scientists that makes my food. Uh-huh. And I didn't like that was that's the total opposite of the way you actually read like that, I, that you should eat that i would tell that whatever 20 right. year old matt now that you actually way way healthier is don't eat anything that is engineered like that just eat regular food but i thought that like for me and my diet i was on that was the perfect meal and if i could just go a day and just drink three of those like that to me was the pinnacle of mm-hmm. perfect nutrition and that's the complete opposite like, that's that is the worst nutrition you could have in a day now right it's just it's just ridiculous it's terrible not a good, not a good selling point anymore. For, no, I so, mean I'm sure that some people still think that, right? And I think a lot of college students probably still, still yeah. think that. But. So if you're a college guy, don't don't be the every guy who has the big tub of protein powder on top of his refrigerator. Yeah, I mean everyone has that in college. Uh-huh. Just don't do that. It's just dumb. I used to. We had a smoothie place on campus, and and they would have those like boostable tablets you could right. pay like two dollars, right. and I would be like, I want two protein, <laughs> two <laughs> muscle mass. <laughs> God, it's just yeah. So don't, okay, don't have a big tub of protein on your refrigerator, and if you go to the smoothie place, just don't add anything to your smoothie. You, you, no. don't, you don't need to add electrolytes, you don't need to get boosters of any kind. If it's right. called a booster, don't get it. Just <laughs> put fruit in there, put some leafy greens in there, and that's good. That's all you need. Yeah, I think one of the other one of the other big mistakes that I made was, um, or things that I wish I knew, was I would always, you know, or really college students in general, when you don't know how to cook, when you... When you're on a budget, you opt for these really quick, easy meals like mac and cheese or ramen or, you know, these kind of quintessential college age Mm -hmm. meals, right? But what I wish I knew is that you can make really easy meals for almost just as cheap and have them be a whole lot healthier than the, you know, the box process. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's a good point because I like as much as I want to help people like don't don't go for protein shakes. Go for fresh fruits and vegetables, or mm-hmm. go to the farmers market. Like that's that the reality of it is that's not most people's option, right? They're they're there. They maybe they have a way to cook if they live off campus or not in a dorm at least. Um, but most people don't can't do that, right? So I mean, I think we've got to be realistic uh, that it's not going to be about eating the best things. But but where can you go? Like, what's the good middle ground? And if you're able to cook, then just cooking your own thing is a nice middle ground, better than buying a pre-made sure. pizza that all you do is throw in the oven or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
we were actually, I was good about that. It was just that I was cooking crappy food. But like we had a George Foreman grill and we'd throw chicken breasts on there all the time, mm-hmm. make pasta dishes. So I got, we, we got into cooking and did that. So that wasn't a huge mistake of ours. But I think I think you're absolutely right. Like it's, so many people do the do the ramen, and that's their thing. Like if 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 the goal is truly not cook at all, like just you don't have time, you're not going to get into cooking. I mean, you can just just buy fruits and vegetables and eat that. <laughs> like at the grocery right. store, right? Oh, like yeah, like rather right. than ramen, eat three apples right and it's it's just gonna be infinitely better for you and healthier mm-hmm. for you and you'll feel better for it so yeah i mean whatever you can do that is not buying processed food and i know that's very difficult for a college kid for sure there's a lot not a lot of ways to not buy processed food but just go to the produce section of the grocery store and mm-hmm. and if you're gonna cook then combine that stuff into a nice meal or the most minimally processed stuff yeah i mean like sure. you don't you don't right. have to get the alfredo sauce that's in the package right i mean you can make a, a, a much simpler tastier um that you know plant-based pasta sauce right 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 yeah i mean i think so one of the, one of the point i want to go back to that you brought up was the idea that you th- and i did exactly the same thing you think that you're going to start going to the gym whether it's once a week or whether it's all the time and and you think that like i guess because you're new at making changes like no you don't really try to make that many changes when you're at home living with your parents in high school right you, you might have some little resolutions and things but most people are very, very inexperienced about taking something upon themselves and saying, I'm going to now implement this fitness program in my life or implement this new way of eating in my life. And as much as we harp on the small step stuff, and I think you know, I try to change it up and talk also about some of the good things about this massive action approach, I just wish as a college kid I knew some little bit about habit change. right? And, and mm-hmm. if you're listening to this, then you already do because we talk about it all the time. But if I just had kind of a, a little bit of a sense of my own fallibility fallibility when it comes to making changes and understood like what you do for a week or a month or even three or six months just doesn't matter like it does not affect your health almost at all if you do some good habit and go to the gym for three months right it gets you in shape and if and if it changes your mindset and makes you then always some likely to come back to fitness that's great then it has changed you but if you get in shape for three months and then it turns into exam week and then it's summer and you just don't do anything for six months it didn't help you at all like it just right. it, you're back to square one mm-hmm. pretty soon so it's it's all about making stuff last and i think that's one of the lessons that i just really didn't learn in college like it just it took me even five years after college to start getting a sense having failed enough times at like these new things that were supposedly going to be my new way of doing things sure failing enough you eventually get fed up with it and say like it's, i gotta find a different way to do this a better approach but I think uh, I think if someone, like I said, if they're listening to this already, then, then you're already miles ahead of where I was, at least. Yeah, no, I think that's a big problem. And certainly with fitness and, you know, most people in college, guy or girl, I imagine, um, you know, wants to, like, look good. And, and they're around all their peers. They're the exact same age. And so everyone's trying to kind of look trendy and look, you know, mm-hmm. attractive and everything like that. So I think that fitness and... and that that type of nutrition or what are some of those habits that you get a real excited about for about five minutes or you know, or five <laughs> weeks i guess and uh and then drop it but other stuff too like with studying habits and with morning routines and um you know i mean one one thing that i wish i had done more of and taken taken advantage of more was getting outside you know, i lived in the mountains um in college but i it was rare for me to actually go on a hike and like explore those mountains so, like mm-hmm. i wish i had taken more time to get outside every day or um you know every weekend gone out and gotten in the habit of doing that back then um you know so it's not it's not just about health and fitness but just any sort of habit change yeah yeah so you were an outdoorsman even then i mean you were wanted to, you had something in oh your i life. wanted to be for sure i mean yeah i mean that was one of the draws to go to appalachian state was was the whole outdoor scene right, but right. you know but i didn't really take advantage of it right well it's hard i think it's very hard to make time to do that when when you have Tons of time in college. I mean, compared right. to what real life is, yeah. uh, which which I will touch on later. But, it, well, but when you're sleeping until noon because you drink all night, right? You know? And and then drinking is starting again at two. Like, yeah. like when are you going to find time to go to, go for a hike? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. I. It's funny. I. So having moved to Asheville, where there are mountains, and now actually just appreciating not so much to go in them, but to <laughs> see the mountains around me. To have to get here to and from where I used to live in Maryland, which we do a lot of times because our our parents still live there. We drive through JMU's. I was at James Madison in in Virginia, birthplace. Yeah. No, not is that not birthplace of Doug Hay? Doug Hay no, was born no. in where uh, I went to high school. In, you were born in that racetrack town. 
I was I was actually born in Wilmington, North Carolina. Okay. Well, you lived <laughs> but in I lived race. in Bristol, Virginia, which is where the race track is. Yes. So but, anyway. uh, high school in Harrisburg, yes. Virginia. Yep. So this is a fun fact. This is a Doug's Did You Know worthy fact. Oh. That that Doug Hay and Matt Frazier were in Harrisonburg at the same time, I believe, right? Yeah. For four years. You were in high school. Mm-hmm. I was in college. Yeah. That's we, crazy. We were probably passing each other, you know, all the time. Yeah. I didn't even know it. Exactly. <laughs> As fate would have it. Might be, um, you know, maybe maybe my senior year in high school when I was the cool kid to go into a college party sometimes. We maybe. Been at the same party. Awesome. Man, we could have been, we could have been like the original podcasters if we had just thought of this new whole idea. <laughs> I'm sure that I would mean, have made us a lot of friends, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> We'd be as cool as the uh, the radio station guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, those guys were cool. They, I thought they were cool. I, I think I interned or something at at, at the radio station I used for to like listen, a day. I or two. used to listen to. It. Maybe I heard you that one day. You were on there. No, I never got on. Perfect oh, okay. example of not sticking with things. I think I went for literally one day and mm-hmm. realized that we were just like pulling CDs and putting them in and out of cases <laughs> and like just didn't go back. <laughs> okay, as I was saying though, we drive through JMU's campus to get home and. When I drove through there, I realized we were surrounded by mountains. Mm. And I never once noticed that there was a mountain near me. Like that, that is not <laughs> part of my memory of college, a, a mountain surrounding. Just, no, just none. Never occurred to me that we were near mountains. That you You're in a see. valley that's surrounded by right. two different mountains. I didn't yeah. realize it. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that there were mountains around us. So I, I, was, I was an indoorsman. And my example that goes along with what you just said is about, about making changes and doing little things like that and, and not just not being good at, at habit change because we, we try to just do it all at once. I, uh, as an indoorsman, created what I called this Ben Franklin plan where, I, so I was I was frustrated that I wasn't doing, I wasn't doing things to improve myself. I wasn't playing guitar enough. I wasn't practicing my drums enough. I wasn't playing chess. I wasn't reading. So I made this big plan and I realized how few hours I actually had to spend in classes and, and schoolwork because for whatever reason, I never had to do that much work. And I planned this whole day of 30 minute blocks where I was going to do like 15 activities a day during my free hours. <laughs> this is after the initial excitement of college had worn off. It was junior year, and I, you know, I was okay. over the, the this stuff. Living off campus. Living off campus, uh-huh. had my own place. Yeah. I said I got a coffee maker that would start making its own coffee in the mornings for me when I would oh, when I would wake up. Right, and I was going to get up and just start doing stuff. And it was this massive life overhaul plan, and I think I did it for one day, and then I stopped because I I just burned it out i hated it it was, it was like it was the opposite of the small steps approach so i wish i just would have known something about it and said just pick one of those half hour blocks and just uh-huh. start doing that on a daily basis like that would be plenty to get going man that must have been so overwhelming to have like all these different things that you have to do <laughs> it's a schedule. And, like you yeah. want to master all of them right <laughs> i don't know why i did that my friends thought it was dumb and it was dumb <laughs> you know i wish I wish I didn't take myself so seriously in college. And, and even today, like I wish I, you know, I could remind myself of this more and more today, but like you mentioned coffee and I used to think that, that I was, cause I drank black coffee, you know, I drank real coffee and <laughs> you know, like right. I was like so cool or like beer, you know, I like, I drank Yingling and everyone else drank, you know, Bud Light, you know, like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm better than you. Cause I can, I know good beer. Cause, like, <laughs> cause it's Yingling, right? <laughs> you know, like I was such an idiot, you know? <laughs> And even now, you know, I can say that I, I can appreciate um, calling myself an idiot now because I, I still get so caught up in certain things like that. And uh... yeah, I, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, I, we're kind of jumping ahead here because I, I want you know, I had more food things I was going to mention. And I think. We still oh, yeah. Want. But like this exact I've had the exact same thing. Happen. It's like it, and it's a weird conflict because, as I said, you have all this time, you have lots of flexibility in your schedule and it just like you will probably never have that much flexibility again right just or right. that much that lack of responsibility it might seem like a lot at the time if you're used if you're just not you haven't done real life yet <laughs> but it's it's really not very much time you have to spend doing classes and work so you have all this time and like my advice was or my what i wish i knew was almost going to be like use that time and like it's a great opportunity to start something like you don't need to wait till you're done college to start something mm. big or new uh or realize you have all this time and pick like whatever it is that you're really into like this is a great time to get really good at that thing right at the same time i i sort of feel like what you just said like but why take yourself that seriously like it like i also think i got i had an amazing time in college because I didn't think about all that stuff. I was just, I was just mm-hmm. there hanging out and like having fun. And anytime I wasn't having to do schoolwork, which was, you know, only a few hours a day, 
it was like this awesome time with friends and it was amazing. And it's just like, that's why I missed that so much, you know? So I don't, I don't know that I would give myself the advice. Maybe, maybe there's a good middle ground where like you could do a little bit more of making actual progress towards something good right? and still having that. But uh, I don't know. I'd be hesitant to, to say like, get like college is now the time to get really serious about your life and, and get, mm-hmm. get going. I don't know. I think, I think there's something you said for just, just kind of goofing off. Yeah. Well, and, and but not take advantage or, I guess take advantage is the right word uh, of that time to goof off. Like, uh, like I studied abroad for a year and I had an awesome time and it was great, but I also wasted a lot of time there when I could have been doing some, you know, maybe not like honing in on some skill, you know, like getting really great, but like learning, you know, perfecting my Spanish better or, or seeing more of the country or, you know, something like that. Like where instead of just sitting around, you know, shooting the shit with, other international students i could have i could have been enjoying the experience a little bit more and that was both study abroad but also in college you know just uh taking advantage of that time uh, yeah <laughs> it's it's a hard man i don't know like i think of the time we spent playing video games and it's just i mean such a waste of time like why right. did I, but it like, was fun right right it is fun i think though like you don't need to goof off for four years right right it's fine to take six weeks of your life and dedicate it to a video game but mm-hmm. that's that's way different from spending four years just doing that i don't know sure which which isn't say, like neither of us did that right we both got degrees we both got good grades and mm-hmm. college set us up well for other things so it's not like we wasted college right it's just it's just i guess if you have a high standard for what you're going to do with your life it, it's a very strange balance there between between doing the college experience of having such freedom and just having so little urgency with what what you're doing and making use of you're being an adult being pretty smart at that stage in your life and you know and, and doing something with all that valuable time you have. That's going to be very hard to come by later on. Yeah. Okay. So what, what other nutrition ones? So, okay, are? another giant nutrition mistake I made. This is specifically related to exercise. Is, again, so I love that Body for Life book. It, it set me on this course of being interested in, in fitness and food and all that. Mm-hmm. But his thing was all about weight loss and fat loss. And what he said was that you shouldn't eat. I think you shouldn't eat for three hours before your runs and for one hour after your runs and for him the runs weren't marathon training runs they were they were little 20 minute workouts and if the goal is fat loss then perhaps this this whatever it is calorie deprivation or whatever you would call that caloric restriction i guess is the term that it does help your body burn more fat in that right and we've talked about this before this idea of how do you burn more fat while you're running versus just burning glycogen um so as I got into marathon training, when I signed up for a marathon in college, which is you know a perfect example of not wasting a whole lot of time in college, is training for a marathon. Um, I kept trying to do this this thing, and I thought you weren't supposed to eat around running. I just thought it was a bad <laughs> idea to eat around runs. So I would just be starving myself and would go out on nine-mile runs, have no food to take in, and then I'd get home just dying and say, start the clock for an hour, and once an hour's up, then I can eat my food. Oh, man. I mean, it was just a gigantic mistake, and it probably had a ton to do with getting injured so much during that training for that first marathon. So uh, eat around runs, and if you're going to do something like a marathon, which which I'll talk about in a minute, I, I think is a really cool idea to do in college if you can get it done, uh, learn about it and, and just like do more than I did and, and don't just jump in because you found a well, – we literally went online, found a Hal Higdon free program, and said, this is all we need to train for a marathon. We don't need any – any other advice we don't need to seek out runners that we know or could find and ask them we just did started running these these mileages and i mean there's a whole other side of it there's a nutrition side and just i just totally neglected it didn't didn't even consider that eating was part of running so massive mistake you have to eat around your runs and i didn't know it yes i completely agree with you um but there's also something in going you know the naivety 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 of just blindly jumping into something at that age when, you know, the consequences aren't massive most of the time, right? Because you don't have a ton of resources that you're going to blow or, um, you know, and your health is, is, is fine. You can learn so much from making those mistakes and you can, uh, you're much more likely to do them right when you don't think them through, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. Give it the old college try. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And that's why, that's why, I mean, I think the marathon for me, it was such a dumb idea to do that, to mm-hmm. say, we're not runners. It was me and two friends. And we, we said, we're not runners. We've each run three miles at a time is the most we've ever run. And here's an idea. Let's run a half marathon. And then like we had a couple beers and it was like, okay, we're going to actually run a full marathon. 
And we went online and that night or the next day signed up for a marathon, mm. which was just ridiculous that we would do that. I mean, you, can, you can't do that. You can't do without any mileage base or anything. Yeah. And we, and we picked it, it was like five months away or something. So, and, and it was, so here's, here's the, the point is it was a dumb idea and it actually went really badly. I got hurt. I had to go to the doctors to get uh, shin splints looked at. Turned out they were stress fractures. Had to get an x-ray. Had to wear an air cast around the campus and <laughs> still went out there and ran the marathon. And that day was a disaster. Just terrible. Everything terrible. And still looking back at that, to me, it was one of the best things I did in college. One of the best decisions I made was to run that marathon. Uh, so you can, you can do something dumb that at the time seems completely dumb. It can ha- actually not result in anything good. Just turns out bad. And still, I can look back and say, going after something that big and massive and just being brave enough to say, we're just going to do this, is one of the best things I did. Because it, it set me down this path of caring about that stuff and being fit and and learning all about goals and teaching myself that I could do things that seemed impossible. You know, like that's a that's an immensely valuable lesson, more valuable than a lot of the other lessons that you learn in college. Um, so I don't know. I, like you, Doug, I would highly, highly agree or recommend that someone do that. Like be willing to go for something really big and giant like that like you said you yeah. don't really have anything to lose in college so it can it can result in a, a pretty bad outcome and still end up having been a positive experience for you yeah absolutely and the not being afraid to take chances and, and that's something that as as we get older it becomes harder and harder to do as you get more responsibilities as society kind of puts this more pressure on you to to live the way most people live right um and when you're in college you can you can take those chances. There's a lot less risk and you can learn how to do it smart. You can learn how to do it and, and get in the habit of doing that. Right. Or, or getting, getting the mindset where chances are just something that you do, you take. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then when you get older, it becomes much less of a big deal. It's not like this huge thing to quit your job and, uh, and or your traditional job and start a website or something like that. Like it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know if we should keep going with. I mean, we're just going off the off the path here, which is good. I think this is really good. Um, <laughs> How good? I've, got, really? I've got another nutrition mistake I made. This is just. This is sorry, just. I can't keep cutting away from your you, nutrition. You, you, I'm you sorry. Keep going back to life lessons. Which, I know. Sorry. Which is good. No, life lessons are good, and and I think they're they're more valuable than the nutrition stuff. <laughs> um, Let's hear it. So, if you are the college guy who wants to bulk up. Mm-hmm. which I was that guy for three years and failed at it and then finally figured it out. What I The thing that I figured out had to do with running and had to do with eating, and it was that if you're someone who has trouble putting on weight or even someone who doesn't and you just want to be able to you want to put on more weight, you have to eat fat and you have to not burn a lot of calories, which is which sounds pretty obvious, but coming from this, probably the place most people enter fitness mindset which is like you get a whole health program and i had this body for life program and it said do these weight exercises because that's going to build your muscles and then do this fat loss stuff because that's going to help you lose fat so so i was doing you know whatever they were little little two three mile workout runs and i was eating extremely low fat diet and i was thinking that somehow i was going to bulk up by doing this i thought that was just part of being healthy and bulking up and then if you just lifted weights hard enough and you ate enough lean protein and lean complex carbohydrate that you would put on muscle and eventually just have this you know amazing physique. So I I was unsuccessful at that for two or three years, couldn't put on any weight, and then finally one day I went to the store and just I think I read it online, found some and this is early days of the internet too, two thousand one probably. Found some guy selling a, a program about how to how to bulk up and I just read his sales page and read his little tips that he gave on there and I was like man I'm going to go to the grocery store and I came home with all this cheese and peanut butter and all this stuff <laughs> just totally shifted my diet started eating tons of fat and set this is one of my famous stories I set the alarm to get up at, at like two in the morning so I could get a meal in and then it would be a peanut butter sandwich that I'd get up at two in the morning and eat and started putting on massive weight I gained like 15 pounds really quickly a lot of it muscle I mean it wasn't all muscle for sure but it was that I just, and I stopped running too at that point because I, I uh-huh. was thinking that I was going to just keep running and manage to, to bulk up. But I had, you have to increase the calories you're taking in and you have to decrease the calories you're burning mm-hmm. if you want to bulk up. So if that's your goal, there's a way to do it. I'm not saying you have to, the fat has to come from cheese. You could certainly get it from plant-based sources. I mean, even olive oil would be way healthier than, than what I was doing. Um, but if, if you want a shortcut, if you want to skip those two years of, 
sucking at it like I did. There's there's how. Stop running, start eating fat. Not saying that's the healthiest thing to do long-term for your health, but but as we've talked about, what the goals you have in college aren't necessarily long-term health as much as I want to, you know, look cool and, you know, be a big dude. Be a big dude so that so that I can crush the beer can on my head a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Right? <laughs> All right. Yep. What else we got? I got a few li- like life lessons. Any more uh, any more nutrition stuff, Doug? Before we, I you know I don't I, I paid so little attention aside from my <laughs> <laughs> my weekly gym uh, trip. I paid so little attention to fitness and and nutrition. Um, I just yeah, it wasn't something that I was all, all that interested. I did play a lot of like intramural sports and stuff like that, so I was I was active, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from just wanting to look good, but I didn't. I never really took the time to do these types of things. I certainly wasn't setting an alarm at two o'clock in the morning to wake up and eat <laughs> Right. <laughs> eat a right. sandwich. Yeah. And I don't think I'm any healthier now for having done that. I guess it was just different mindset of trying to experiment and do different things. So if I were to boil down nutrition advice to someone entering college now, uh, I mean, realistically speaking, my advice would be eat as many fruits and vegetables as you can and eat, eat nuts and seeds. Like I think, and if you did that in college, if you, if every time you went to the dining hall, you got two pieces of fruit and just ate that first and then ate whatever mm-hmm. food you might eat. And it, I mean, if you can get a salad, even better. Like if you made it a rule that said every dinner and lunch, I'm going to eat a salad first and a piece of fruit, you you would be a hundred times healthy, eating a hundred times healthier than I did when I was in college. Yeah. And I think that uh, dining halls now are way better I think that's about good point. having good food options and, and variety, food variety than they were. Uh, even back when we were in college. Yeah, that is that is something I had forgotten, but you were, that is totally true. You can probably, there are probably a lot of colleges where you can go and be vegetarian or vegan fairly yeah. easily and, and, you know, not just eat total junk food all the time. Um, I ate at Warren Wilson the other day. Yeah. <laughs> which is a small little liberal arts college here in Asheville because uh, my cousin works there and we had lunch and uh, they had so much vegan food. And it, really? is, it is like a very hippie school, like very hippie school. Right. But tons of vegan food they even have a fully vegan cafe oh my gosh yeah that that's yeah that's wonderful i mean it's it's cool that there are people who actually care about that because like when i was in college i don't know if this has changed or not or if it was just me being blind to it but Mm -hmm. it seemed like no one cared about that like even i mean and certainly a college is a pretty progressive atmosphere usually where you've got people who all care about all, all different causes but i don't remember meeting any vegans or vegetarians in college or if i did they were you know the the rare exception but it just seems to me, maybe it's because I do this now, but I, I just hear about kids in, all the time who are doing, not just being vegetarian or vegan, but are like trying to do yeah. stuff with it. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Um, so that's, that's nutrition, fitness stuff we wish we knew. What about, what about whole life? We've, we've kind of addressed it already and I don't want to go too much longer here, but um, any, any big lessons, Doug? If you were sending your daughter off to college... And you could just say, do this <laughs> or don't do this. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I think that not being afraid to take chances is a big one and, and um, kind of breaking free of that conventional way of, of thinking. Uh, and the, the way that the school, the colleges in general, just lay out how you should progress through college and then get a job and everything like that. Um, you know, that, that is a good model. It works for a lot of people. It is a good way. It is a good starting point. But I, I would definitely encourage my daughter to, um, to not be not feel restricted to that um, mm-hmm. that way of thinking. Yes, totally agree. And I think, I think it's it's way less true now than even when we graduated that it's a, that it's a good model that works for a lot of people. Because so I think I think that is going away. And I think I think by the time our kids are in college, potentially that whole system could just be gone. Yeah. And so that one of the things that I would tells one is that the the biggest benefit you get, benefits you get from college aren't the degree they're not that piece of paper no. that says i graduated from because that's that's the reason i went to college and the reason we were basically told i don't know sure. about you but it was like you're going to go to college after high school because that's what you do to and, get a job yeah that's what you do to get a job you get a degree and then then you can get a job not just like now you're qualified but that you know is what kind of guarantees you a job and if you don't have it then you won't get a good one right that was the lesson that i had um and i'm not saying that was a bad lesson because it probably was accurate then Mm-hmm. But I think that's becoming less and less true. And the internet has just changed so much about that. I mean, it's just, sure. it, it just different. And, and the prices of college are going up. And I think it's a model that is not that sustainable. Seth Godin, by the way, who I'll mention in just a second again, 
uh, has a good book called Stop Stealing Dreams. It's a free ebook that he put out. And he gave a TED Talk of the same, I think it's a TED Talk, of the same title, Stop Stealing Dreams, as in stop, like, you know, robbing kids of dreams, I guess. Um, very interesting, though. The idea is about just how long this, how, how new this idea is of that you get a degree and then you go get a job, how new in the course of human history that way of thinking is and how quickly it's fading away already. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's made me question a lot of things, even even on down to, uh, like, my kids in school now. Like, are, are they on, on the right path? Uh, but so I would, that, that kind of book would be, would be a great thing to read, even as someone who's going to college, just, just get you thinking in a different way. Um, but, you know, if that's not the biggest benefit, I would say think about what is going to be the biggest benefit for you. And, and like, it could be the courses, but it, it, it could be the knowledge you get from these classes. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not saying that the classes don't matter and that the, what you learn from that doesn't matter. Because if you care about it and you, and you make your mission in college not, I want to get out of here with the least effort possible and the most fun possible, but still have that degree, because that was kind of my mindset. Right. I mean, I had a grade standard, right? So I wanted to get really good grades, but otherwise, least work possible. And that's way different from saying, like, I'm here because I really like this topic or whatever. I really want to learn as much right. as I possibly can. And truly come out as an expert in this topic which frankly most people aren't in college when you major in something oh, no, you're not, not really i mean it's, it's almost a joke like how little expertise there is in a to me in a college uh-huh. degree compared to just having some experience working with it for a few years right but you know but there are certain trades trades where um you know where you need that foundational sure yeah definitely are courses but you know but like i i, I studied psychology i was a psychology and a spanish major Neither, you know, both of which taught me some life lessons, taught me some things that I use today, um, but neither of which I use at all in in my career, right? Right, right. But that's not the same thing as saying that college wasn't a good decision for you, right? Because sure, so much about college you do probably use in your career, even without knowing oh, it, whether without it was, a doubt, yeah. yeah. So the skills I learned. Exactly. So, so that's that's I guess what I mean. That, that there are tons of benefits to being in college, and and some of it might just be the friends you make, the network that you have after that, mm-hmm. depending on who your friends are. Um, but <laughs> but like, I think it's just it, I wish I kind of knew, and and that's part of the problem. You don't always know where you're headed, and I didn't at all know where I was headed. So, mm-hmm. the default thing was like do well in school because that was kind of what I knew how to do. But I just wish I would have had my eye on something different and say like. I have all these amazing resources, right? All the, some of the really, really smart people, the best in the world in different areas. Maybe not the best in the world, depending on where you are, but the people who are truly experts in, in these areas. People who have PhDs from good schools are teaching you information and you have access to them. You can go to their office hours. Like there's tons of stuff, not to mention all the clubs and activities and mm-hmm. groups on campus. Like there's just an amazing amount of opportunity that I think is very, very easy to miss if your mindset is I'm here to get this degree and have fun. Which is probably ninety percent of the people there is probably their mindset, right? So figure out what what you want to get out of it and and get it out of it. I like it. All right, Doug. If you were giving a book, this is a put you on the spot question. If you were giving oh. a book to a new person going off to school and they said, "I promise you, I will read this book if you give it to me." Oh, geez. What are you giving them? It's got to be about. Can't be like thrive. Well, I guess it could be thrive. <laughs> that's not too bad. That's the that athlete book, maybe. <laughs> of course, that, that's um, where I was going. Discover your ultra marathon. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, probably uh, the the power of habit. You're going back to the habit. Um, mm-hmm. You know the habit talk we were you know discussion we were having earlier. I think the power of habit would be a really good one, uh, just so that you can. I mean, both for studies and for routines and everything. Just understanding habits and, and getting started. With yeah, habits. that would be very good. How about you? Oh, I have to answer my own? You have to answer your own. Uh, I think I, I, this is why I said I would mention Seth Godin again, because I think, <laughs> I, I don't know, I would give them a book of his. They're they're easy to read, they're, and you actually have a good chance of the person actually reading it, so I guess that's different from the hypothetical where they promised they would read whatever you gave them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Lynchpin is is really good, and I think it it does a really nice job of teaching you what, what the working world is supposed to be like, and what it actually is like, and then what you can make it like like what your other plan c is that you can kind of do on your own if you if you aim to do this um so that would be a really good one and i've actually given that to someone who was going to college uh i mean here's other ones the icarus deception mm-hmm. what to do when it's your turn they're like his new direction that is much more about kind of like motivation slash help you 
feel really good about yourself and your chances. Eh, I don't know. I, I don't. I wouldn't say those would be my first choices just because there's a lot of that kind of material. I think he does it really well, but I think people are kind of are kind of drowning in information or ideas like that when they graduate high school. You get a lot of things about go be the best you can be. So maybe linchpin. I don't know. It's not not very uh, emphatic, but maybe that'd be it. Yeah, no, I like it. I you know maybe some maybe some adventure book too, like like um I don't know. Wild. Like I, <laughs> I'm just I'm just reading um Jennifer Farr Davis's book, who is from Asheville, who was set the Appalachian Trail speed record mm-hmm. um, before Scott Jarek took it. Mm-hmm. Um, is this? Did she do the unassisted one or whatever it is, uncrewed one? Uh, no, it was, hers was crewed as well. Okay, yeah, because I heard about someone else recently. I thought they were from here, but I don't know who had the unassisted uh, I don't know. thing. Uh, no, she she hers was uh, assisted, and and she hiked it all instead of running it like Scott did. Mm-hmm. And he only beat her by like six hours or eight hours or something hmm. like that. Um, wow. But I'm reading hers about, you know, this kind of adventure, this life adventure of trying to set this race. And it's super inspiring and, and makes you want to tackle something big and something massive. So mm-hmm. something like that would be interesting or like the, the Dharma bombs or something like that. You know, those kind of books that uh, always, you know, that, what if that it are made, What diff- if made somebody it, drop out of college there, Doug, and go hike? Like the Appalachian <laughs> well, Trail. Maybe they that should. Be right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I I do agree with you. I think I think it would. You need to know the person, and you'd need to give them the right book that was the right fit for them. Right. Because I don't think that would do it for me if you gave me a book about hiking the trail. Yeah. But sure. if you gave me a book about running across the country, they, they, that, I've I've gotten fired up about books like that before. And had I read that then, I wasn't a run of them. But you know, I think I think with the right right fit of of ideas uh, for the person, I think that type of book would be a, a really good thing to give someone. Just, just it lets them know, like, there's, I think where we're kind of going here is that there's a defined path that you're supposed to do with the college and job right. relationship, right? Well, this leads to the next, and the whole point of college is to get yourself a good job. Things that just kind of let you realize there's different paths than that. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what I would recommend. I've got, I've got one more okay. life lesson. All right. Um, and this one, this one's hard for me to say because I think that. Uh, well, let me. I guess I'll just say it. Uh, don't devalue devalue your time, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, what I mean by this is that I worked a job throughout high school and throughout all four years of college that paid, you know, minimum wage or eight dollars an hour. Or, you know, not not very much. Some of them were on campus, some of them were off campus. Um, worked really hard for very low pay, mm-hmm. and I think that it was good life experience. Like I learned how to how to have a job. I learned how to you know, take orders and how to, you know, complete tasks. And I mean, like it was good, valuable experience that then helped me in higher paying jobs. But I think that nowadays there's so many better ways to make money or, um, or, you know, or, or step outside of, of that traditional coffee shop job Mm -hmm. to get, to learn those lessons and take chances and put yourself out there and create something, um, that I would, highly encourage a college student to explore those options um, more than than just you know getting paid minimum wage because you're not really making enough money to you know to do anything anyway right um yeah i think that i mean i completely agree and i I was ready to say that like when we just said do something really cool like you know just go do something different that not everyone does in college whether it's a marathon or something even more unique than that and if you just start start a blog about it or a podcast about it and mm-hmm. start building a community. I mean, you can probably find a way to easily make a minimum wage income sure. from that, and you'd be doing something way more interesting and kind of building your own. Uh, for, I mean, personal brand is kind of a dumb term now, but but you, you know, you'd, you'd be making a name for yourself among some group of people, mm-hmm. which which might then become your entirely different track for you that you don't even do the traditional job thing anymore because that turns into something or just leads you to meet the right person that that you know gives you a different opportunity. Um, or even if it's like setting up an Etsy shop and selling something that you're making or. I mean, any, anything like that, yeah. you know, you could, you could probably make a minimum wage salary and, and potentially set yourself up to turn that into a, a career. Right. And my hesitation is if you actually are someone who needs the money, right? It's not just right. you're doing this because you're kind of supposed to, and it seems like the right thing to do, but you actually need a way to pay for your own education perhaps, or maybe you have to support yourself and maybe your parents are paying for your education, but you've got to find a way to pay for the food and the rent and whatever else you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like 
could could can could you count on a college kid to get that going when when their money's kind of running out and like would would you say bank on this working because it's yeah. hard you know it's hard to ask yeah. someone to to go get a job to support themselves and then on the side of that job also do something else when you're in college right it's already a lot to ask for someone to sure so no that, that's a good point and you know and obviously I don't exactly know what your situation was but I worked for uh, you know for fun money like I was I was I'm certainly uh, you know, I was had wonderful opportunities for me throughout college. That mm-hmm. when it comes to not needing to pay for things, um, and I'm I'm very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I had a similar situation. I, I was not in a hard situation or anything where I even had to have a job in college, except for like internships that would you know were supposed to lead me to a music industry job. Right. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to I, not, not be devil's advocate, but just I I don't want someone to hear this and be like, well, I I just I can't imagine doing that because I have to get money now mm-hmm. so i think i mean that's absolutely right like i think your time i mean almost anyone's time is going to be better spent and better rewarded eventually for doing something like that so i, I don't know what it would take to to get it done but i think you're absolutely right so how do you do it i think that i mean the easiest best thing would be is if you were someone who liked so much having the etsy thing going or whatever it is whatever it is that you're doing that makes money if that happens to be a natural offshoot of your passion anyway then wonderful because then it doesn't feel like work at all then then right. you're just doing your passion and eventually making so yeah be open to the idea that, that it's quite possible and i don't know how much kids know this these days maybe maybe it's common knowledge now that it's not that it's not uncommon at all and not that hard to turn a passion into a source of income particularly if you just need a few hundred dollars a month for right. college stuff right you know i mean that, that is a simple thing to do uh if you, if you just know where to look so right side yeah side income is is, is easy it's much harder to turn it into a, yeah, a career. I would say, right? Yeah. So is that is that the lasting lesson from our podcast? No, go start internet, no, that's internet not. marketing side business or something. No, 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 no. That's, <laughs> that's not. That's not. What I mean, that could but, be that could be an eye opening lesson, right? If someone listened to this expecting to get mm-hmm. nutrition tips and they weren't even considering that, and they said, "Hey, you know what? Maybe I'm going to turn my baseball card hobby into my internet job." Yeah. During college, I mean, that could change the entire path of the whole life if you realize that you're able to do that and make money without actually putting trading time for money. I'm not saying you're not putting time into it. We're not, it's just a four hour work week where you're just doing the absolute minimum. Sure. I mean, that, that is changes everything. If you, if you realize that you can start making money doing something you like and, and right. not have to just show up and be there to make the money, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's a totally different world. <laughs> but no, that, that's very true. Uh, but I I will say, and I don't know if this is where we're going to leave it either, but, you know, it just following that theme of not devaluing your time, you know, just because you're a college student, just because you're 19 years old doesn't mean that you don't, that you're only worth $8 an hour, right? That there are other opportunities in, in traditional settings um, that you can, you can find if you set yourself up properly and if you treat it seriously and take it seriously and, and um, take yourself seriously, because uh, it's just so easy to only work that minimum wage job and and at the pizza shop or whatever uh, because that's what you feel like you're supposed to do yeah totally (laughs) i mean there's it's just so many ways things you can do i I was ready to say it like you could if you were at all good at programming which a lot of kids are in college now because Mm -hmm. right you can go on whatever it is elance.com or fiverr and and start doing right stuff there totally. i mean it's a totally it's just you don't even need to wait to get a job anymore uh-uh. to to use skills and i wouldn't argue that doing fiverr is your best way to make money but it's going to be better than the pizza shop job yeah and it's your own boss i mean there's just there's just so many ways to do it different things and it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be programming whatever your area of, of expertise as you're gaining that expertise there's probably someone doing an internet thing who could use your help yeah with just basic skills so i don't know and i'm not trying to make it seem like this is easy and if you can't figure out how to do this you're dumb because that's not what it is like i you know these opportunities were there when when we were in college and it just they just weren't quite as abundant but i didn't find them i wasn't even thinking about it i was i was playing uh hot shots golf on playstation 2 and drinking keystone light and you know and to be fair i haven't figured it out either <laughs> like even now you know like I'm, I'm still working very very hard to to make this i wouldn't say i figured it out we're, i mean it's uh-huh. yeah it's a lot of hard work yeah okay my last thing is don't drink too much beer i know that's the wah, that's, wah. <laughs> it wasn't going to be my last thing but i mean it wasn't going to be anything but i'm just everything comes back to 
a lot of times I chose drinking a Keystone Light over something else. And then once <laughs> you drink one, and then you're partying for the whole day. And yeah. then it turns into beer pong, and then who knows what. I Many, many days, I'm like, if I just drank half the amount I drank in college, I would have had an awesome time at college. Mm-hmm. And I would have had a lot more time and felt a lot better. I just wish someone would have said, don't drink a lot in college. <laughs> but you wouldn't have listened. I mean, no, yeah. I, that's the thing. I wouldn't have listened to any of that advice. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right. Well, if you're going to college, I'm jealous of you. I'm, I wish I was there. So, I mean, I, 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 I asked this to Katie yesterday or just the other day. Would you, if you could relive, you know, if you could go back to college right now and relive your college days, would you do it? What do you mean? Like trade in my family for them? No. Or like no, I just get a like, chance to redo it? A chance to redo it, yeah. Just to go back and experience again? Or like would you change things about how you did? Is that what you mean? No, just to go back and experience it again. <laughs> and then I can just pick up things here again when I get yeah. back? Of yeah. course. Yeah. Why wouldn't I do that? I mean, I wouldn't miss my wife and kids during it, right? It's not like I'm away from the house and they're still caring no. about their lives. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know. I guess I hadn't really thought through the question. Are you my giving answer... me four years of life, just adding on to my life that well, I can go my do? My answer was no, because I, I loved college so much that, um, I you know, I don't I don't think I... Oh I wouldn't love it as much anymore if I did it now, you know? No, oh, no. That's wrong, Doug. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I just completely... I don't know... That's crazy talk to me. <laughs> I'd go back and do it all again, of course. Okay, all right, fair enough. Not everybody would, though, I guess. Well, maybe it would. I don't know. It depends on what happened to my real life, I guess. Yeah. So, all right. So, terrible question. Should have been in no, that. Anyway. Was, okay, I don't know what to end on. This was an odd episode. This was a very strange episode for us because we, uh, we each had some things we wanted to talk about and mention here, but we kind of just, just made a big conversation out of it. Yeah. So. Uh, which which derailed it a little bit and made us talk about a lot of stuff that wasn't exercise and nutrition at all. Uh, but that's okay. People like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So if you want to let us know, that'd be cool. You can you can leave us a comment on the plot the the what's it called blog post show notes the blog show post. notes blog post thing. Mm-hmm. You could on Twitter say something on Facebook you could say something. You could leave us a nice positive review on iTunes if you'd like if you're so inclined. So many ways you could. There are so many good ways. Unless you're and gonna we, say that, we thing. would love to hear from you. Yeah, we, we, we would. do read all that stuff too. You know, just make sure everybody knows that they sure not do. go unread. Yes. Okay. But so good, good luck to college if, uh, if you're going to college. Yes. Good Yay, luck. college. College is is good. <laughs> just make sure you listen to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. I think that's that's enough. We'll talk to y'all later. And brown rice is not fried. Brown rice is not fried rice. Yep. <laughs> Bye guys. <laughs>